I was like, you know, if I just really just let him walk around singing his own intro song. Talk actually into the mic. Yeah, uh, that's what I'm thinking I'm going to do. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't want to be nice to Jeremy Cop about promoting our episode. Can I be mean to Jeremy Cop about promoting our episode? Because, you know. There's nothing more than I would love you for you to try and start a Twitter beef with Cobb <laughs> and see where and see where that goes. Uh, Get buried on Twitter. <laughs> this this is not gonna make B roll, is it? Uh no, no. At six hundred, that's when I got the lifelong tattoo of my body. I'm just saying it sounds weird. Hey everybody, welcome to the Gimme the Loot podcast, the Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition actual play podcast that never is late and always arrives exactly when it's supposed to. My name's Turner, I'll be your Dungeon Master, host of pre-, mid-, and post-show announcements, and while I'm not a wizard, I do live in a closet under the stairs. It's very cozy down there, and frankly, the rent in Austin is out fucking rageous and it's all I can afford. Season 2, Episode 10, The Guys Are Down in a Hole, and I don't know enough Allison Chains lyrics to make that a reference. Let's see how long it takes them to figure out what's going on so they can get back on their way to see if they can find out what happened to Baba's family and hunt down his shard. If you're a new listener, welcome. And if you're a returning listener, welcome back. We sincerely appreciate you making time for us in your busy podcast listening schedule. And hey, as always, a special thank you to our patrons whose investment in the show and involvement in our Patreon Discord help bring you bigger and better content. If you'd like to know exactly what they get for supporting the show, hang out after the episode to hear their special thank you and a quick rundown of what exactly you get for supporting the Party of Five. And of course, a reminder that Gimme the Loot is not family-friendly content due to a mix of profanity, crude humor, gore, and more than a little bit of goop. There's a lot of goop in this one, folks. A lot of, um, a lot of fluids. So buckle up, put on those raincoats. You're in the splash zone. Any additional content warnings will be in the show notes below. And hey, look, a reminder, gang, a couple months away for our U.S. listeners to... A big midterm election, one that is more important than ever to reinstate the bodily autonomy of women across this country and to guarantee rights of a number of our fellow Americans. But look, it's it's not just a big congressional election that matters. You've got to get involved on the local level. You got to do it. There's a guy up the street, and I'm not going to put his name out there because fuck this guy, that is campaigning for school board by campaigning against equality, and LGBTQ plus kids. That's the world we live in. And those are the people who, unfortunately, if we don't do something, are going to end up in charge of our schools, our futures, and our lives. But, hey, here's the good news. We can do something about it. All we got to do is vote. All we got to do is show up and be consistent no matter what the odds are, and we can see good things happen. And if you don't believe that, just look far to the north, to Alaska. Sarah fucking Panlin had to go home a loser because people showed up and they voted. So sharpen your pencils, look down in the show notes for a link to vote.org. Get that information, get involved. Let's make the right things happen because it doesn't take much to be a better hero than one of the party of five. Here's your chance. And with that said, let's start the show. And we're back with the party of five. Yes, it is Harland playing Todd the Tiefling. 
your favorite bounty hunter's favorite bounty hunter. T to the O-double-D, the Todd father. Todd, the motherfucking T-fling. Thank you. This is Andrew. I play Moyle Mossberg. To heal or not to heal? Will Moyle even ask himself that question? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. This is Jamie. I play Eldrin Thaneros. And did you know that tarantulas sometimes eject bristles from their abdomens to defend themselves? Like little little spiny uh, bristles out of their abdomens. Missile dicks. You're saying tarantulas have missile dicks? (laughs) Uh, missile, Missile spines like a porcupine. Okay. All right. This is Jazz, and I'm playing Chance, the monk. And based on what happened at the end of the last episode, all he really wants to know right now is who the hell's interrupting my kung fu? <laughs> I'm, I'm fucking confused. Apparently, as Chance, even your intros get decent. <laughs> so that's a level of meta that I was not prepared for. It threw me. Like, wait, fuck, he's leaning into it. That is some character acting. Holy shit. <laughs> I assure you not. It took me extra time to edit this last episode, rolling back and listening to the intro again and again and again, because it is just, ah, it's my favorite so far. Chef's kiss. (laughs) Why why is me being so bad so funny? Because it played out so well, man. It just played out so well. He was like a train wreck with a car accident in the middle, and then a second train hit that train. <laughs> it was. There was. There was so much pressure. <laughs> I couldn't handle. It. Uh, he, well, it was like a dumpster was on fire, and Harlan goes to get the fire extinguisher, and we go, "No, no, no! Wait, this car is going to crash into it." <laughs> and then the car crashes into it, <laughs> pushes the flaming dumpster onto a train track, and then gets hit by a train full of fire extinguishing foam. <laughs> because Jamie little smug see right in the middle of it (laughs) (laughs) i don't have to be good Uh, all right guys (laughs) and i am anthony who plays baba tunde uh last session slash episode slash wherever the hell we are the guys finally got on a boat and headed south to sama to take baba back to compete in the ritual challenge for his position as oba and to potentially save his lands from corporate takeover by the mercantile guild having chosen a futuristic ship that they suddenly discovered was in fact itself a huge warforge that Moyle began developing a interesting and slightly uncomfortable bond with. The guy set off on their journey with Man Segnezel, <laughs> the gnomish ship's captain and artificer who was uh, responsible for taking care of the ship. Uh, However, the ship got strangely drawn in by a glowing green light and the party descended into a area of the ocean that had been mysteriously pushed back to form a inverted island? A dry (laughs) oasis? We'll figure out a description for it. In the meantime, Fate's human lycanthropy flared up in a moment of stress and he shifted over to his other being, his, uh, his inner monk chance much to harland and todd's delight the gang came down met some really strange question mark tritons maybe all tritons are like that you don't know it's a chill lifestyle and we're getting a tour of the mysterious grotto that they said was dedicated to their god Uh, they pointed out a spire at the edge of the negative whirlpool anti-whirlpool infinity dry space i don't know still workshopping it uh where the guys would have the opportunity to climb up and get some jeweled items or some souvenirs from the peace hawk nests uh and as the guys climbed to the top of the spires they realized oh wait a minute those aren't the friendly welcoming birds that the tritons claimed they were they appeared to be aggressive 
raptors of some kind that began to dive down towards the party. So, uh, real quick, what's everybody's climbing speed? Because everybody climbed up, correct? There wasn't anybody who stayed on the ground. I thought I did. I don't remember being climbing there. That's what I was going to ask when we started. I couldn't remember if I went up with them. I think... I think you're right, to be honest. I don't think Todd. Okay. Yeah, I think somebody definitely stayed down. I don't think Todd climbed. Yeah, I don't think I went. I, was supposed to say, I don't think I ever went up. So Todd is on the ground. We know Eldrin climbed up with his phase hands. We know Baba climbed up with his claws. Uh, we know Chance scaled up monk style. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then Moyle, you climbed up as well, correct? I climbed up. Yeah. Where do you find climbing speed? You don't have one, so you will be the fourth in line. Uh, does does Chance have one? Uh, no, not naturally. You let me acrobatic my way up the side. Moyle's still fourth in line. All right. Well, then let's do this. Moyle, give me either an athletics roll or a acrobatics roll, whichever is better for you. Chance, absolutely give me an acrobatics roll. And then Baba and Eldrin, what are your climb speeds? Mine is 20. I think mine is also 20. I think it's half my walking speed. Well, that's not good. <laughs> no, that, that seven is not. <laughs> this is just to determine who's further up. You're not. You're not going to fall off or anything with a bad roll. Um, while there are some sharp edges to it, it is very easy to scale up. Well, we'll say between eighty and hundred feet of the spire, and this is really just figuring out how everybody is positioned before we move into the next step of the action. Now, now I can't find it. Where the fuck? Do you have one because you're Horizon? It's something with like the secondary ranger features. Hold on. Level six roving. Your walking creed is pieced by five. You gain a climbing speed and swimming speed equal to your walking speed. Oh, mine's actually 40. Okay. So, Jesus Christ. Eldrin's got a climbing speed of 40. <laughs> so, he's faster than the dude with claws. <laughs> so, Eldrin would be first up, uh, would be the furthest up. We would say Baba would be the next furthest up. What did we get on the acrobatics rolls, gentlemen? I got a seven. Eight. Chance? Uh, chance. Chance got a 22. Jesus Christ. Chance. Do I know he's Chance? Does everyone know he's Chance and not Fate? Yeah, he introduced himself. He introduced himself? That's right. Mm-hmm. Because Chance don't get down with the lay down. <laughs> yeah, so he he's dressed in the same clothes. He's wearing the same gear. Fate just appears to have all of a sudden developed confidence and a likable personality. <laughs> and a mean fucking swagger. <laughs> Definitely has more swagger to him. Does his face look different? Yes. <laughs> Since he shifted into a human, his facial features would have softened a little bit from the angular elven nature, and his ear tips would have rounded down. What's different from a tabaxi? Um, I, look, I look like a cat. Well, tabaxi's a cat person. Oh, you, oh Baba's a tabaxi. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, you thought, yeah. you thought fate was a tabaxi this whole time? <laughs> we have character art. <laughs> I, I thought I thought Baba was a class. <laughs> We've had... Because we're just like, yeah, well, you got a Baba on your team. It's a tank. And I was like, okay. (laughs) Okay. Uh, All right. So we are going to say, what's your movement speed, Chance? 55. What's your movement speed, Moyle? 30. So we're going to say Eldrin is 80 feet up. We're going to say Baba is uh, 40 feet up. Damn. We're going to say Chance is, because we're saying basically you guys got to climb up for two rounds. Your climbing speed would be half your movement speed. So that means I made it 55 feet. Yep, so there you go, 55. So Chance manages to scamper up Monk-style past Baba a little bit. And then, Andrew, you would be right behind Baba. 30. With 30 feet up. So we got Eldrin at 80 feet, Chance at 55, Baba at 40, and Moyle bringing up the rear at 30. Todd standing on the ground looking up at the party as they scale up Mm -hmm. with the two Tritons standing next to them who make a little bit of an astonished gasp as the blood-red hawks 
at least that you think that they're hot. They've got a hawk-like shape that had been circling too high up really to see in the bright cloudless sky, begin to dive bomb towards you. They make a little bit of a gas. Can you hear them uh, in the strange alternating back and forth voice that they've been using as they trade off phrases? Oh, it must be the fall already and the, the blood hawks have returned instead of the peace hawks. This is a, a terrible mistake. And we're going to roll some dice right off the rip. So the way this is going to work, guys, they are rolling to hit. If they hit you, it's going to do minimal damage, but you guys are going to have to give me a dexterity saving throw to stay on the spire at that point. The, our people with climbing speeds will have advantages on those uh, on those saving throws. Uh, everybody else will have normal saves. And remember, it's 1d6 per point of falling damage unless you're a chance. All right, so on that note, our Bloodhawks are going to go. We're going to say it's going to be two. To a piece. Are they hitting the tree or are they hitting individual people? They are dive bombing down at the people. We'll do one round for everybody and then we'll go back and do it because there's 10 of them and they are diving down at you guys. So two a piece. So that's a crit on Eldrin right off the rip. Oh my God. <laughs> nice. Right off the top. Right off the top. And then a nat one for Baba. Am, am I going to have to catch him again? Wow. <laughs> a three for chance. And I'm sorry, there were eight of them. And a 13 for Moyle. What's your armor class, Moyle? Without your shield, because you wouldn't have your shield out. Whatever your armor class is, minus two would be the without shield. 16, I think. I don't see a sh- I don't see a shield that could be equipped. You may not have one equipped. I don't think I ever got one because I, I did lose everything at one point because I have my scale mail equipped. Oh, uh, that would put you at 16. You have a base armor class of 16 then, which is good because it does. Well, actually, let me double check. Uh, it does have a plus four to hit. Oof. So that will be a 17. So that one will hit Moyle. Let me just roll this damage real quick. Eldrin, go ahead and give me a dexterity saving throw. Dex save, okay. With advantage, right? All right. With advantage, because you are you've got your magic fingers dug into this spire. It's a twenty on the first one. All right, that'll pass. Uh, dirty twenty. Dirty twenty on the first one will pass, and then Moyle, give me a dexterity saving throw as well. You said they do do damage. It's just yep. whether you fall or not, right? Hey, do do. I'll roll the damage here in a second, but I just want to see if they fall. Eleven. Unfortunately, a eleven will not do it. What uh? What do I have to get? Uh, you got to get a fifteen. Oof! Wow, that's really high. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Eldrin, you take six points of damage as what looked like a hawk, especially as it was driving down towards you. But as it slams into you, it it squishes, it squelches, it splatters into you, and this mass of claws and beak and bird bone shards or would actually pierce into you and cause the damage as this, at, at a distance they look like bloodhawks, which are these these coastal seabirds with bright red plumage that are particularly aggressive and are, and are known to attack humanoids just as they are to attack uh, small prey. But these things, as they get closer, you realize they are a wad of flesh shaped into a uh, gross mockery of the form of a bird and as they slam into you to attack they are actually slamming into you and uh, exploding oh so you take six points of damage from the bird explosion Hmm. um that's the crit moyle you only take two points of damage but as it it slams into you and your fingers slip and you start to fall over backwards and are now falling oh no can i use my tentacle not my tentacles uh can i reach out to grab anything you failed your dexterity save that was your attempting to reach out and grab something okay um is there anything you want to do to arrest your fall i guess i'll feather fall then okay how many do i get three five uh we get one for free and then we start charging (sighs) 
You get the one for free, and then you can use your spell slots from there. That's fine. He can just fall. He's good. All right, I'll feather fall. Okay. Your pentahedron shard flares into life, and a glowing viney tentacle coils up from the seafloor, this telekinetic projection that grabs you and then lowers you gently to the ground. Todd, you're watching this happen. Hey, Moyle. We, we, I just noticed we didn't have to have like a nice long meeting about whether or not he should use that feather fall this time. I was just, you know, wondering why that didn't happen. Mm. Yeah. Well, it was for purely selfish reasons. When it's him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Self, self-preservation. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, sometimes you just got a feather fall, man. All right. Second round of birds attack. Since Moyle is down off the spire, two are going at the person highest up, which unfortunately will be Eldrin. Motherfucker. So that's going to be a 19 Eldrin and a 13. I'm assuming the 19 hits. First one hits. Yeah, the 19 hits. Uh, so it's only two points of damage, but I am going to need another deck save. Yeah. Again, an advantage because you've got your spooky fingers. That's a 17. It's a good thing I had that. <laughs> All right. Then we're coming at Baba. Let's see, Baba, that's a 19. No, I'm sorry. No, that's a 23. My bad. That'll hit. All right. Give me your deck save with advantage. And you said it was two damage for me? Yeah, two damage. There's another one Lorches into you and explodes. Mm, 15. All right, cool. You will manage to hang on and take five points of damage as uh, this bony, sclorping flesh bird slams into you as the bone and beak fragments uh, scrape against your flesh. You manage to dig your claws in and hang on on in the last one at chance. A 23 chance. Does a 23 hit? Yeah, it does. I am rolling ridiculously good for the lowest damaging possible thing. In this. Get it out of the way now. <laughs> 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 another another five points of damage and then give me a dexterity saving throw chance how close is chance to me i thought he was above you right he's above you actually oh not far i was like 15 foot above you yeah he's 15 feet up i'll use my reaction to shield him yeah <laughs> okay and how does that how does that work oh shoot actually i'm not reaching i can't do that sorry Damn it! Wait, it would have just it would have negated the damage, Correct. but not the fall, right? Oh. No, if you would have if it would have negated the damage, I would have said that the because it's really the impact of this thing hitting him and the damage that's that's triggering the slip. Okay, so yeah, I, I have to be raging to do it though. Sorry about that. No, that's okay. You see, Baba go. I have something for this, and then immediately go. Oh wait, no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> What's the save there, Jazz? Oh, uh, it's a thirteen total. Good God, man. What And what is, you've got like a plus what to that? Eight. So you rolled a what? It's plus eight. I rolled a five. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I just, I just wanted to be perfectly clear. He can't, he can fall, right? But it's it's okay though, because I'm just going to use use my reaction to reduce my fall. There you go. All right. So reduce my fall damage by 35. <laughs> okay. Jesus. Okay. Yet again, this gross mockery of the shape of a bird slams into you, blood goop and, and bone shrapnel scratches into you. You lose your grip and so yeah no chance is making his way up the wall he's scaling he's really confident in his ability to go up so really he's kind of watching around us trying to see everybody around him see if they're doing okay he sees moyle going by uh or he sees moyle get hit and start falling and so he's kind of concerned just a bit and so he's watching him fall and then he sees him start to float then the next bird comes through and hits chance on his on his uh higher you know position hand the explosion causes it to slip a little bit. Oh, he falls back. And for a split second, like a little bit of panic kicks in. He's like, oh, wait, no, I'm good. And just kind of just kind of flares out his arms, the uh, the cardigan, his pants uh, a little bit. They all just kind of flare and form like a little parachute for him. And he just lands on his feet, chilling. So, so we all know that he can't be cool anymore wearing rocking parachute pants. We know that, right? <laughs> I mean, my pants are fluttery regardless of what I'm wearing, so I don't know what you want. <laughs> Damn, Todd, roll for saltiness. 
Well, yeah. Well, Tom, while you're standing up there, go like fucking parachute pants. You you don't notice that Spooky Leo has sidled up next to you, and you start a little bit. He goes, "Wow, Ooh. that's pretty cool, man. Maybe parachute pants should be a thing." <laughs> Isn't that cool? Dang. And so that means Spooky that Baba's Leo. water thing has worn off. What water thing? The the bubble of water that Spooky Leo was stuck in, right in the room. No, that was that was a while ago. That was a long time ago. That's uh. Well, uh, I guess my memory's not that good. <laughs> I put myself in the water, not Leo, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he sleeps, Baba sleeps in the water bubble, not Leo. Leo built a pillow for it. Oh. And has sidled down next to Todd. <laughs> I was watching with Todd this entire time. Like eat, <laughs> like eating like a like a basket of popcorn shrimp that he got from somewhere. Got out. Oh. <laughs> Does Spooky Leo know who I am or he's confused because I'm a totally different looking being? He doesn't remember any of us. You haven't talked to me. You wouldn't know. <laughs> I just think you're some guy trying to fuck a ship. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, that is, that's still true. Spooky Leo is always right. <laughs> ship fucker. Whatever floats your boat. Literally. <laughs> 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 All right, so we got we got Baba and Eldrin still up. Uh, you've taken damage one time, Eldrin, or twice? You've taken damage twice, right? Twice, yeah. Fate took damage one time. I took damage once. Moyle took damage once. It means there's three birds left, so they are, again, two at the guy on top. Oh, okay, wait, you know what? Actually, you guys get to go. Uh, it's uh, it's your turn. Oh, who's? We didn't roll initiative. Let's go ahead and roll initiative, yeah. I was going to say, I don't think we ever rolled initiative. I'm going to say it. We, yeah, we... All right, read them out as you get them. 13. 18. Not, not at the same time. <laughs> Oh, wait, it already rolled advantage. Shit. A 10. Looks like a 9 to me. Yeah, it's a 10. I have I have an 18. 15. And a 13. Todd, you're up first. What are you doing? Uh, you can see three of these birds still circling around and diving at your friends up on the on the tower. How 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 high are they? I will say uh, they are at uh, eight, I'll put them right at Eldrin's height, eighty feet. Yeah, let's go with my uh, crossbow because I can't swing my sword. But what's the range on that? It, I'll be doing it at a disadvantage. The max range is two hundred and twenty feet. It's thirty though, right? For your thirties, yeah, yeah, thirty. All right, so take your shot. Are you logged into roll twenty? Did I not ask that at the beginning? I am logged into roll twenty, but usually it come the the bubble comes up and says that I can hit. But now it's just like plus seven. The hit on the crossbow is a twenty-five. It rolled sneak attack damage as well with the whole thing. One more though, right? And I still need to roll one more, yes. It's gonna do it again. Nineteen. Why are you rolling a second? Oh, because you're at disadvantage. Because I'm at disadvantage. 19 will definitely hit. Your bolt soars up and hits this thing, and it just explodes in a plip of goop and uh, former bird bits. Next up. Oh, that's me. Yar, a guiding bolt will turn this bird into a rotisserie chicken. Will a 20 hit? Yep, a 20 will hit. And again, goops a bird instantly. In fact, the guiding bolt actually sizzles at it, so there's not even any goop to rain down. Did you mean to cast that at fourth level? I did not. It just does automatic. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not going to make you burn the fourth level slot. That's fine. <laughs> I meant to do that at first level. Yeah. I even clicked. It's like first level. I was like, all right, cool. Yeah. That's what I want. These things have functionally very little hit points. So that's fine. I wasn't I wasn't going to hold your feet to the fire on that one, Mo. Do you want me to roll again at a first level hit point? Nah, you're good. These things pop when you hit them pretty much. Bubba. They're still above me, right? Yeah, they're up by Eldrin uh, and there's one left. I will... Try my new mechanic for throwing my Yikula. Everything else is everything's the same on it, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like a thirty. Well, I think a thirty foot range is what we said. Yeah, it's a normal third range for it. So that's twenty three. All right. Yeah. 
<laughs> pops. And again, goopy bird bits rain down on you. And the uh, Yikola goes up, just pink, tips it, pops, and then comes spinning back down. And you just reach your hand out and it falls right back into your hand because the, the timing in the spin is so appropriately balanced. <laughs> the goop hawks, blood hawks, whatever those things were, are gone. Uh, and you guys are still clinging to the side of the mountain. And Eldrin, you're up. Uh, so they're gone. I'm, can I climb up? Keep climbing up to go check out those nests and... Uh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I would like to do. All right. Uh, with your movement speed at 40, 40, you're able to get up to the top this round and you can see the remnants of nests um, that you could see from, from the base of the uh, anti-whirlpool slash negative reef, <laughs> anti-cove, <laughs> that there were at one point v- very decorative nests that had been had been crafted that appeared to have really been have crafted with some care you know there's seaweed worked in with driftwood worked in with some of the same flowers that the tritons had worked into the lays but instead of eggs or any particular prize there is this tumorous looking mass in each one that bubbles and blurps as you look at it and begins to almost not move towards you but it senses your presence and almost like a like a motile egg sac starts to lean towards you and stretch out a little bit oh that doesn't seem very that doesn't seem very good uh do i shoot the jig <laughs> hmm i mean it it feels like i should attack this thing uh <laughs> But a bow is a little, uh... There's like three three uh, nests with three of these goopy... Uh, about the size of a of a volleyball, but more more spheroid, more egg-shaped. Um, and each one now is kind of extending out towards you. Oh, boy. Uh, okay. Yeah, Eldrin's not a fan of the way this is looking, so he starts climbing back down a little bit, or... or... <laughs> yeah, you've got 20 feet of movement left. You can just go, nope, and go. <laughs> yeah, I don't want anything to do with the weird meat eggs. Uh, no, thank you. I am leaving. Yeah, we will be we've <laughs> just hiking my way back down that that mountain climb. All right, we're going to go out of initiative at this point because there's nothing else really uh, going on from a combat standpoint. So, uh, Baba, are you climbing all the way up to the top to check those things out? You see Eldrin just go, uh-uh, and start climbing back down. Yeah, Eldrin yells down like, you don't want none of that. No. Meat eggs, dude. No, Baba will... I told you. We were looking for jewels? Like, is that what we were climbing up for? Yeah, there's no jewels. There's just meat. Yeah, the, the Tritons had told you that the Peace Hawks frequently had magical tchotchkes in their in their nests, but uh, those were very clearly not magical tchotchkes or Peace Hawks <laughs> as you climb. In fact, those weren't those weren't like any kind of bird that you've ever seen. Uh, yeah, I'll climb back down. I'll I'll take Eldrin's cue. Okay. You guys get down to the bottom and the Tritons, to their credit, seem legitimately legitimately worked up that something bad happened to you guys in climbing up there. We are so sorry. We thought that would be a fun excursion for you. The lot of you are such a mess. Here, let's let's get you cleaned up. Let's get you taken care of. And they start walking to the southeast towards this large it looks like a conch shell on its side curled out. Come, come here, we'll, we'll get you cleaned up. We'll get you taken care of. It looks like some of you might have been hurt. Let us tend to your wounds, please. We are so sorry. We The, the peace hawks migrate away, and occasionally these parasitic things move in, and we just, we weren't expecting that. Mm. Uh, so, hi, uh, what's it, what, what's the... How are you going to help us? Uh, just just curious about the process here. I don't want any weird, like, magic conch <laughs> in my face. Mm, mm. 
Well, we have a healer who can tinge your wounds. They they live in that shell over here. If you if you come over, they will they'll, they'll be able to 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 treat that. Bukilia goes, guy, you guys stink like meat. Okay, I guess I'll go check out the the conch. I could use some healing. Fool me once, shame. What, what's that? What's that saying, guys? <laughs> Listen, I don't know. What were you saying? Can't can't get fooled again, guys. I'm just letting you know. You went. They told you there was gonna be some jewels. You went up there. You got. What did you get? Did you see jewels up there? There were no jewels. Yeah, I thought we'd be running the jewels. Wow. Mm. So, so now he's going to tell you that there's a, a magical conch that's going to spray some juice on your face and heal you. And <laughs> you going in there? But they they seem sincere, right? Like they. We are so sorry. Here, in fact, the male triton reaches down to a belt pouch and tosses a woven seaweed sack your way. It, you know, it pops open your feet and it plops open a little bit. And there's about 15 pearls in there of varying varieties. Like, we're, we're so sorry. Please let us compensate you with the treasures of the sea. See, pearls. I mean, they clearly don't mean to. to... Yar, he'd just be talking about a conch and now he'd be talking about pearls. What do you think be going on? When I say we check out that shell, I like that you use the word we. Hold on, hold on, on. fellas, fellas, hold on, time out. We got here because our boat got caught by that sickly green ray that seems to be coming from that and chance points up at the big green glowing stone that's in the middle of this thing, right? There is a a stone formation that looks somewhat like the sculpture of a of an ornate clamshell mm-hmm. that is partially closed. It's it's open enough that this green beam of light pulses out from it. Mm-hmm. Yes, right. So chance points up at that thing. It's not like high up. It's like it's probably about it's like seven feet up on a pedestal with the with the clam facing point. Yeah, right, right. But just you know, I, I remember it being slightly higher than us. I just noticed I'm pointing up at that thing. So so all chance wants to do is deal with that, get back on the boat, and go home. Fuck all this other bullshit. Has this guy always talked in the third person? That's, uh, I was, I was kind of digging it, man, but that's a little, that's a little bit much. <laughs> oh, my fault. I switched. It's kind of a D-bag move, isn't it? Kind of a D-bag move, isn't it, Spooky Leo? I think so. Hmm. Isn't your name Todd the Tiefling? Or, don't you exist in third person? <laughs> um, no, that's just my name. Hmm. Whoa, that got existential real fast. That's <laughs> <laughs> just, just my name. But I'm sorry. Uh, Mr. Mr. Chance, if if we are going over there to investigate the shell, some of us got injured on the uh on the climb. It would be useful for us to get some healing, yes? Uh, I suppose. I mean unless unless the cleric, you know, he he has healing spells. Uh, that could also work. Are you are you guys are you guys not gonna? Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna take them then. Donation to Spooky Leo for his troubles. I, I'm taking the pearls and and I'm I'm definitely uh, <laughs> interested in checking out this shell. Eldrin pockets the pearls. <laughs> it's cool. I got these shrimp. <laughs> Bubba has no need for a pearl necklace. Mm. <laughs> Did you say that the clam is on a pedestal? Don't 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 do it. <laughs> wow. Don't you put that clam on that pedestal? We it is indeed. <laughs> it's too late. It's already there. But yeah, uh, Bubba walks in to go get healing. Yar, tend to me, tend to me. So they head over to this large 
from probably from the base of the sand, and it looks to be at least partially buried, uh, about 15 feet up, large conch sail that looks like it could very well be the hut, somebody's hut. It is such a, a, a huge, massive shell that it, very easily this could be somebody's uh, somebody's residence. And they go over and stand by the side and and are and are waving you guys over. Can Can I investigate whether it looks like a creature lives there and not a person? Yeah, give me a uh, perception check. If to investigate it, you'd have to actually get up and go. I'll, I'll let you do a perception check on it. Okay, f- fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What about nature? My my nature and perception are the same. Eighteen. Okay. <laughs> Eldrin doesn't have a really good history with animal facts. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> hey, I learned about needle dicks today. So. <laughs> hey, hey, that's right. That's right. Missile dicks. Missile dicks. Sorry, my bad. <laughs> they, they did. Yes. They did roll for girth. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> you, you learned about needle dicks back in episode four. <laughs> I took the mushroom. Oh, oh well. <laughs> the evolution of Moyle's pecker has really gone down there. <laughs> so, the, yeah, looking at it, Jamie or Eldrin, you can see, uh, you don't see anything that would nor- you would normally associate with, with a residence. There aren't any tracks going into or out of it. It's hard to gauge, uh, you know, it's hard to have context for what you're looking at. You know, you're, you're in this space where this huge circular portion of the ocean has been pushed back. The, you know, the entire seafloor isn't dry like a sandy beach. It's more like that as the tide goes out, there's that general level of, of moisture that compacts the sand um, so that you don't sink into it like it's mud. It's got that very kind of dense beach sand feel to it, but it is, it is moist all the way across. I mean, you can see the, the footprints of, you can see the impact from where Chance did his total baller move as he jumped out of the uh, out of the boat and made uh, Todd look bad. Uh, and then uh, the tracks as you guys have moved back and forth and the Triton tracks, but you don't see any going into or coming out of of this shell. Okay. Well, Eldrin is going to just kind of slow his walk a little bit as Baba is continuing to walk and just kind of uh, just play, play a little slower. Just see what's going on. <laughs> Doesn't say anything though. All right, is Eldrin slow walking it, and who else is who? What's everybody else doing? I walk behind Eldrin. Oh Jesus fucking Christ! <laughs> I'm not going. I don't even want to go in there. But if they're going, I will follow. I will follow uh, very cautiously. Chance is uh, or fate is uh, not. Damn it! Who the hell am I playing? Chance. Chance is also going to follow, <laughs> uh, checking to see whether or not Eldrin actually does get healed, because uh, you know. He, he did get hit in the face by the weird meat blood monster thing. And, you know, he did scuff his elbow because somebody tripped him earlier. So he's, he's if this healing is re- legit, then he'll uh, he'll receive some of that. <laughs> All right. So, Bob, Baba, are you going out front? Uh, you, you turn around. It's one of those uh, very uh, 1960s, 70s F Troop sitcom uh, volunteered by the entire rest of the party stepping back, leaving you look to look like you'd stepped forward maneuver. <laughs> <laughs> Do you keep walking or do you slow up and confront him? Yeah, Baba goes first. He doesn't mind. Spear and shield in hand, but he'll go first. (laughs) That's what 70 HP would do for you. (laughs) I know what you're asking yourself. How many mounds of goop and squelching goo can he burble into an episode? And I will tell you um, some more, some more. There's This is the middle of the show announcement, so you know there's more. Like, you look it down in your little skippy, skippy-doo thing. Even if you hit the button to go past this, which you might have by now, it is still coming into more goo. So while you might skip the mid-show announcements, you can't skip the goo. 
So you might as well take the break, take a breather, relax, and remember to check out Jamie and Harland and their other podcast adventures. Links in the show notes below. A reminder, we stream Mondays, 7.30 Central Standard Time on Twitch. Content ranges from PvP matches between other podcasts, which Fate sets up, talks a bunch of shit about, and then at the last minute decides to bail, leaving the team to fight to a draw in a uneven fashion. Thanks. Thanks, Jazz. Character creation content like Parties of Five. I think we're doing a Sylvester Stallone-based episode next. I don't know why. I let the guys pick them. Actually, I'm sorry. I read that wrong. I don't know why, though, I let the guys pick them. There we go. That's the um, that's the feeling I was going for. Rules explainers. I promise there's some more DM explainings coming up soon. I just, uh, there's some deep dive stuff uh, I'm working on, and those those may be a little bit more niche content that don't go on the mainstream. And of course, we're still doing the occasional community interview. And look, we'll add streams from time to time on the occasional Friday or Saturday. So be sure to follow us on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash GMDLcast or, and or, why or, what the fuck? You can only follow us on one or and, God damn it, I did it again. And follow us on Twitter at GMDLCast. One will get you notifications when we go live. The other will get you all kinds of news about the show as we post. Haven't been the most active on social media lately. Been kind of a crazy summer. But things are starting to standardize a little bit, so we're kind of getting back at it. Hope to get caught up with some Instagram posts as well as those tweets. So get over there, follow us. We'll let you know what's happening. Because you got to stay current with the show because we, we do new stuff all the time, like announce our very next Gimme to Belt tournament, which is going to be happening November 12th. Times to follow. It's a whole thing. So what is that? Whoop-de-doo, you announced something that had Gimme to in it. Well, that is when we actually invite other podcasts and guest DMs to come in and duke it out in the arena for charity. Not just for our entertainment, like on a fight night, but actually to support a nonprofit organization that's associated with gaming. Last year, we supported Game to Grow. It's a little bit more of a tight combat rules heavy setting than our than our fight nights. So we can get in to a single elimination tournament, keep those fights moving along. And at the end of it, one team will be crowned champion, receive a custom Gimme to Belt championship belt and two mini belts this year. And at the end of it, We'll have a chunk of money to give to a good cause. Viewers are able to donate directly to the charity as well as have an impact on the matches by donating. Hosted it last year. Guys didn't win a single match. I'm hoping they at least go, I don't know, one round into the very own tournament that we host this year. But it is, uh, it's an exciting time. That was actually the first time we ever collaborated with Jeremy Cobb from Three Black Halflings which some of you may be here because of the spot that you heard over on Three Black Halflings. It was the start of a surprisingly robust collaboration with Cobb, who has been fantastic to work with. We are taking some additional big swings on guest DMs this year. Nothing to announce on that front yet, but fingers crossed. Um, so we're going to be really working on that, and we'll be releasing additional information on that on every, uh, every week when a campaign episode comes out, uh, because it'll probably take me that long to have something new to say. I think at this point, we've got a couple of commitments. I know last year's champion, Tabletop Titties, will be coming back to defend their championship and earn a uh, earn another belt, which, by the way, if you're not watching Tabletop Titties, you should be. Um, also, shout out to Snyder's Return and Shrimp and Crits, two shows that uh, we're going to be doing some promos with. I'm still working on getting our promo updated and finished. But in the meantime, if you haven't checked out Shrimp and Crits or Snyder's Return, 
go give them a listen. Both of them were cool enough to reach out to us and offer to do a promo swap. And uh, that's always cool, man. You know, this is, the community's been really good to us and we appreciate it. And there are, uh, certainly there are assets out there, but we want to say thank you to everybody who's been welcoming and supportive to us. So anyway, long story short, be sure to get out on the internet and follow us in the aforementioned channels so you can get all that news. And hey, look, not to ask you too much, but um, while you're out on the internet, if you could swing by and, um, yeah, I don't know, maybe rate, review, and subscribe to us on your little podcast platform that's giving you the entertainment. Um, I know all the cool kids are doing it. And the reason is because it actually makes it easier for us to grow the show. A large number of people decide which podcast they should listen to next by what's suggested to them by their podcast player and what tells those happy little algorithms to uh, not kill all humans, but to promote our show is your comments, your reviews, your likes, your stars. So get out there, give us a like, give us some stars. If you can leave a review, by all means, do it. As we get a few more of those banked in, we'll start reading those back during the uh, these mid-show announcements again. So hey, you'll get, a, you'll get the opportunity to get a shout out on the show. Cool. That's going to do it for this week. Thanks, everybody. As always, appreciate it. Let's get back to the show. Baba heads up, I would say five feet behind him is Eldrin. Five feet behind Eldrin is Todd and, uh, <laughs> and Chance. And what, what's, what are you doing, Moyle? Did I get healed? You guys are headed over to that. So you can, uh, but and everybody then got real sus. Oh, okay. <laughs> so uh, you can be walking up at the front with Baba or trailing back behind with the, uh, the scaredy party members. Oh, I'm, I'm with Baba because I had made up my mind early. Like I'm, I'm getting tended to. So then we got Baba and Moyle up front, then right behind them, Eldrin, then right behind them, Todd and Fate. All right. So remind me, who put the lays on again? I know I know Baba and Eldrin did, right? Yes. Yep. Yeah, we did. So, Todd definitely did not. I have did not. <laughs> I don't remember. I did not. And I don't think Chance did. Chance did not. Yeah. Chance definitely did not. I knew Todd didn't. I just wasn't sure about Chance and I didn't I wasn't sure about Moyle either. Mm-hmm. Moyle, would you have would you have accepted a lay? Chance sidestepped it. I don't know. I, you know, I might be trying so hard with this ship that I might have said no. <laughs> I wish, I, and I'm annoyed because I did actually take some notes. Yeah. The biggest thing I put was chance slash fate. <laughs> that, was, that was what you needed? You needed that as a note? <laughs> he, he, he was just so flabbergasted. He, that's the only note he took. <laughs> so, all right. So uh, I'm going to say you didn't, then. I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt and say that you, well, uh-oh. Uh, not necessarily the benefit of the doubt. Uh-oh. 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. The hand has been revealed. <laughs> Actually, it's the opposite, unfortunately, for those of you not wearing lays. Oh, thank God. Okay. So uh, what happens is- so You didn't give him the benefit of the doubt. You just, you gave him the, the short end of the stick. That's what that's called. <laughs> I'm, yeah, okay. I, but I'm saying he, you know, he's saying he didn't think that he did it. I wasn't going to force him into wearing a, wearing one. Yeah. So the the two Tritons is, uh, you know, right when you guys get about uh, five feet away, 
the where the lead party members get about five feet away from the entrance. The female Triton reaches up and does the, the very typical steel drum boom, 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 under the sea rhythm on the edge of the shell. And you start to see something stirring in the in the far reaches of it. And these eight fleshy, bright pink <laughs> tentacles begin to extend outward. And you realize this is a, a massive sea anemone oh. as is, is what immediately comes to mind if you were to uh, if you had watched a ton of Finding Nemo because your kid was exactly the right age for it. And the, these <laughs> tentacles begin to stretch out slowly, not threateningly at all. And the two tritons begin to rock side to side, crooning the... I, I don't know any other tropical tunes. It's completely down into the sea from here on out. Uh, and the the <laughs> tentacles slowly creep out, tentatively slowly kind of dragging across the sand, now leaving trails where there wasn't anything before. And one reaches out to Moyle and one reaches out to Baba. And it reaches out to you, Baba. What are you doing? Are you Both you guys will have the opportunity to do a reaction. At Moyle and Baba, this, these tentacles reach out to you. And these are long enough that one is snaking past the two of you to reach Yaldrin. Chance and Todd will be will be out of range, but this thing has got a, a, a fifteen foot reach. Moyle and uh, Baba, what are what are your initial reactions to seeing these these not not quite tentacles, not what would not not like the tentacles you've necessarily seen Moyle manifest that have suckers or anything like that. These are like a solid, and, and they do have like a slight inner pink glow to them, reaching out towards you. Mm. Uh, Baba like takes a step back. Like as, you know, like, <laughs> like somebody was trying to touch his face and he doesn't want him to. He just kind of like leans back uh, and talks to the, uh, the Tritons. Uh, uh, what, what, what is this thing? <laughs> this is, this is one of our caretakers. This is one of the lesser children of our undersea Lord who we worship in, in our grotto. It, it just wants to give you a healing caress. Mm, then Baba will squint his face and <laughs> let it t- and let it touch him as the pink fleshy tentacles <laughs> rubs all over your face is that what you're saying okay got it got it <laughs> just rubbing it all <laughs> has has as agnum given us like some kind of recording device like a camera <laughs> to take pictures <laughs> Of our adventures? <laughs> no, 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 no. We have no video stones. We have no video stones. Canonically, you do not have the the uh, the version of the speaking stones that can record video. Oh. Uh, you, you, and you have not asked to upgrade to them. Maybe next time. Oh, man. That, this, this one would have been the moment. Uh, what? <laughs> you, are you, uh, what, what do you do with the tentacle? Baba, take it or, or leave it? <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah, no, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm making a squeamish face. But I, yeah, I'm standing there and letting it touch me. Uh, Moyle, same question, because this is going to happen. I try and give it a shoulder first. Can I do that? Shoulder. Baba squinches up and waits in, in, in taut anticipation. Moyle, what are you doing? Because this is going to happen the same time as Baba's. Are you leaning in or, or stepping back? Are the uh, tentacles wiggling? <laughs> it's more of a slow drift towards you, like... Like a slow serpentine, almost as if they were still underwater. Very, very uh, in slow motion. Long enough for you to sit there and think about like, oh God, do I want this to happen? Is this what the moment that I've been waiting for as a tentacle tentacle freak? Or is this, or is this ooh, more goopy stuff? <laughs> is it getting uh, more wiggly as it gets towards us? Can it clearly sense 
the beings in front of it. It's reaching out towards you in slow motion, curving and, and moving in a, in a serpentine pattern. But it's at, so it's acting like it knows that there's something in front of it. Like it's reaching out, like as if it can see. Yeah, it's it's reaching directly towards you and Baba, and one is sneaking out towards Eldrin. It's not. It's not just. It's not like trying to feel around, trying to find something. It knows where it's headed towards. It can sense you guys. Um, for sure. And it's headed straight for you. One is headed for you, one is headed for Eldrin, and one is headed for Baba. Two are going to reach you and Baba at the same time, and then one will reach Eldrin right after that. So you and Baba, Baba has decided to lean in. What are you doing? Well, let it touch your face like uh, Lionel Richie in the hello video. Just like <laughs> the blind hand just touch over your face so that it can draw you later. Oh, no. It's going to make a statue? <laughs> <laughs> the bust of Will? Tentacles that heal. I've heard that before. <laughs> yes, I trust him. Yes. For healing a pink tentacle, nothing better. That's what I always heard on the boats. <laughs> so that's a, a, lean, a, a lean in? A lean in, yeah. All right. And uh, an excite, an eager, an eager leaning in. That's a lot of dice being rolled. <laughs> that's a lot of dice being rolled. That's a lot of dice being rolled. <laughs> They're all green. That's good, right? <laughs> Baba, you take 12 points of healing as this thing, as it contacts, splurps. You give it the shoulder, but it slowly curls around and just splurps right across your cheek. Just squeak. Oh, no. I wish we had, I really wish we had a camera. (laughs) And as the... I don't know if I would call it mucus. It's definitely a gel of some kind. Uh, slurps across your uh, your upper torso. It oh no drifts down and boils away the goop left by the uh, by the blood hawks and seeps into your wounds and you can feel your flesh uh, with those scrapes stitching back together. Uh, and it's got a it's got a very uh, a very coconut pineapple pina colada scent to it as it <laughs> as it soaks into you. So. Uh, you get 12 points of healing uh, a back. Moyle, you see, you, you know, you're watching it uh, tap into Baba. You're like, oh. You, you know, see it, Baba uh, super tensed up and then relax into the a little bit. But you feel something completely different as it makes contact with you. Uh, let me see. What is it? 6, 10, 13 points. Of, oh, wow. It's almost the exact same amount except damage. Oh, no. 13 points of damage as this bioelectric pulse moves through your body as it comes into contact with you and then it movement becomes a lot more erratic again it was that questing almost loving gentle touch but as it touches your body it zips around and swings back and smooshes into you not to cause a crushing damage but there's definitely this pulse of bioelectricity that 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 courses into you and you take 13 points of damage uh eldrin the, your next up tentacles moving towards you you see Baba go, ah, Moyo, how do you react to this this shock of seeing an enemy sting zipping into you? <laughs> Was that good or bad? <laughs> Hard to tell, guys. I don't, I'm not sure what's, um, <laughs> I don't, uh, you got me. Uh. Or Bob is standing there looking like Neil just got out of the, the bat of splooge. Just, just, uh, <laughs> like, <man>. oh. <laughs> yeah. 
Some, somewhere, Spooky Leo has acquired, has, is done with the popcorn shrimp, but has acquired fish and chips totally wrapped in like a cone, and he's pouring malt vinegar on it. He's like, I don't, I don't fucking know what's happening with those guys. <laughs> Eldrin is definitely hoping that this anemone is not an enemy. Oh. <laughs> and is going to take, take, take all that. Uh, let, let, let the tentacle t- touch him. <laughs> all right. Uh, it splurps into you and in a very similar fashion to Baba, you take eight points of healing as it... Hey, that's exactly what I needed. Glorps into you uh, and <laughs> and you uh, feel its healing gel uh, uh, soothe your goop hawk wounds. Todd, Chance, what, what are you doing? You, see, you guys see uh, Eldrin and Baba soothed by these tentacles and... Uh, you're ne- never really quite a hundred percent sure what's happening with Moyle. Yeah, I'm not. I'm. But the tentacles sort of rear up a little bit, um, and, and seem to be waving a little bit as if questing, sensing your presence. But y- you two are are clearly out of reach. You you get that thing away from me. I think Chance and Todd do that thing where they kind of look at each other, look back at the tentacles, <laughs> and like, nah. <laughs> nah, y- y'all, y'all get good on. Uh, I don't quite know what happened, but mm-hmm. uh, no, nah, I've been very cautious this whole time, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick to that. I'm gonna take a step back. As a matter of fact, you guys don't want another goo. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I'm good, man. Y'all go ahead. <laughs> no, 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 I'm good. I haven't lost any health. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> All right, the Tritons uh, finish their their song. Yes, remember. Everything is better down where it's wetter. <laughs> and the tentacles begin to <laughs> sclorp in and retract back into this, uh, this shell. And, oh, uh, is th- thank you so much for embracing uh, one of the progenitors of our sea lord. Would you join us with a feast and some, some relaxing beverages? Can we, can we treat you to a, to a meal, perhaps? Can, 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 can we ask a question? Why does it look like... Moyle got a different treatment than Baba and, and Eldrin. Can can we ask them that? He seems fine to us. Moyle, are you fine? <laughs> so now Moyle is a little weird, but he's never done that. That is something he's never done. We we wouldn't know. We don't have any context. Is there a check I can roll? Investigation check? That's just that robot stuff, right? It's just Beeping and booping. I think he's fine. <laughs> I don't think it's beeping and booping, Moyle. <laughs> My question still remains. Um, what can we do to make that, points at the green glow again, let go of our ship? Oh, um, we we don't um we don't have any control of, of that. Unfortunately, we um, you know, we awoke in this grotto, graced by existence by our by our sea lord and the 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 light was just there one day, and you're you're the very first visitors who have come to our shores. Is there any way we could get to the light from here? Can we check? Can, is there some way? Like, check. I can check to see if they are telling the truth. Is there like a bullshit detection, like perception? <laughs> we we did that. We did that. I did that. I did that. Uh, I did a perception check on them yeah. last episode. I mean, with the, the the statement that they just made that no one else has been here. Oh. Uh, yeah, you can uh, you can do an insight check on that for sure. Or not perception, I did an insight check on that because they made it seem like those you you described those uh those birds as like smushed up people, <laughs> smushed up birds. Oh, that's a nat twenty. I will give you this with a nat twenty for sure. That what they're saying <laughs> doesn't fucking add up. 
but they don't know their line. They don't. Are, they aren't putting off any deceptive vibes whatsoever. They very clearly believe what they are telling you, gotcha. and don't ha- seem to have the cognitive capacity to to be deceptive to to be weaving a story. But I will tell you quite frankly, <laughs> this doesn't fucking add up. This seems re- you know really weird. Todd is a naturally suspicious person, and. They said there was treasure up at the top of that spire and your friends got hit by, or your coworkers got hit by goop hawks. Uh, and then you know, this worm thing fucking came out and gooped a couple of your friends who, uh, you know, but only that seem to be okay now, but you're not sure if Moyle is okay or if he's just being Moyle. <laughs> yeah, that's tough. <laughs> it, it definitely smacks of a deal about to go wrong from Todd's experience. So these Sea people are a bit fishy. Oh, there goes the fate. There goes fate. You're welcome. Chance didn't come out for that one. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> that was, that was... On that note, yeah, give me a wisdom saving throw. <laughs> <laughs> chance. All of us? No, just chance. Okay. <laughs> wisdom save. Not cool enough for chance. <laughs> Uh, Nat one. Oh, <laughs> he's reverting. Nat one. Nat one. Okay. <laughs> He's referring back to <laughs> the words barely finish ringing out through the air when fate <laughs> hisses outward and his ears go burp, 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 and right pop into back into L features <laughs> as his face angles down. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Time out, time out, time out, time out. Savings rumor, <laughs> shitty joke. I just, I just want to, I just want to make, I just, I just want to make sure. I thought if, if I failed it, I stayed in chance form, and if I passed, I'd go back to uh, revert back. I don't. That doesn't sound right. Um, no. Was, I thought, I'm, I'm, no, no. I'm, yeah, no. It was if you failed. Yeah, it was if you failed. If you fail the con save, okay, okay. You, um, you turn into chance, and if you fail the wisdom save, I go. You turn back into back into fate. Okay. Yeah. All right. Because there are going to come times when you don't want that transformation to happen, and it needs to feel like a failure. Okay. So with that, with that dad joke, <laughs> all of Chance's swagger melts away. The dice don't lie, man. The dice don't lie. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> Dice tell the tale, my friend. Oh, that's what you <laughs> Do his like, do his pants tighten up? <laughs> no more parachute pants. No, 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 no. So, so the ears pop back up. Uh, the, the 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 facial features and jawline get a little bit more chiseled, but all of like the musculature, like the 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 speltness, just fades away, and it's just back to like bony, skinny fate. Like there's no like there's no speltness to it. My posture slumps back over. I'm a little little. I go back to slouching just a little bit, and I'm a little shorter again. And you know, <laughs> you hear one of the tritons go, "Oh, maybe it was just the lighting. He was hot a minute ago, right?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, Spooky Lee was like, "Oh." <laughs> what is going on? I'm heading back to the boat. This shit's getting too weird for Spooky Leo. This is getting too weird, even for Spooky Leo. <laughs> Plus, I'm out of malt vinegar. Wait, what? Heading back to the boat. I thought he was just drinking malt vinegar. Now, did they? Did the Tritons ever address my question? What I'm sorry. What was your question? Is there a, is there a way that we can get to the uh, uh, the green 
clam from here. Um, well, it, it's right there. We, 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 you, you're not allowed to touch it, though. What happens if we touch it? There's no touching. There's no touching the clam. No touching? Maybe, maybe a little touching of the clam. No touching the clam. Oh. It doesn't take any insight checks to take to tell that their demeanor has gone from that kind of spacey, peaceful, clueless oh. children of the corn vibe to do not touch the clam. <laughs> Very defensive. Hmm. Todd, go touch the clam. I don't know if we should listen to him, guys. I touched the butt. Hmm. I what? what? <laughs> Just thought, we, thought we'd continue with the with the finding. <laughs> you're gonna scooch over and uh, and try and and poke it. Tell me what you're doing. Um, <laughs> you should just launch an arrow. Um, so you said it's only it's only seven foot high, right? Like, like I think of a bird bath, like a normal sized bird bath, mm-hmm. but two of them stacked on top of each other to make it like a concrete clam statue. Right. Uh, open at about about a 60 degree angle. So you can't necessarily see what's inside of it, but there's this beam kind of coming out uh, and that sits on top of about a six foot pedestal. And it definitely does look like a pedestal. It doesn't look like any of the natural coral formations. It looks man-made um, or formed. It's not like on a base or anything. It, it just goes down into the dirt of the of the ocean floor. Gotcha. So who 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 has commanded us not to touch the clam? Yes. Our ocean lord says you should not touch the clam. And the ocean lord is who? Our creator who brought us this bounty. Wouldn't we have drinks and coconuts just around the way. Wouldn't you like to come to the cave of scintillating delights? And they point over to this cave entrance and you can see, uh, I, you know, it looks like you're standing out, outside of, there's lights flashing in there. You don't hear that. <laughs> but it's very much like that club <laughs> laser light show that seems to be going on inside this cave uh, with a little bit of a, uh, a little bit of, oh, wait, is that smoke or is that mist coming out? Is, that, is somebody got a fog machine in there? What's going on? Like, it's really cool in there. Come in there and bask in the, the glowing, scintillating lights of our Lord's mind, and we will give you drinks and coconuts with perhaps mm. tiny umbrellas mm. and- What about crab legs? You got crab legs? Yes, we actually do have some crab legs left. That goblin ate all the shrimp mm. uh, before going back to the boat, but we do have some crab legs. Bob is starting to feel like they're wasting his time, and he wants to get home, so he's going to start walking towards the, the clam. Okay. So you're walking towards the clam. As you turn around and start walking towards it, they immediately dash and interpose themselves in between themselves, you guys, and the plant. They go, we, we, we'd like you to go into the cave of scintillating delights. You're not allowed to touch the plant. Uh, you can't touch the clam. Uh, I am sorry. We have, we have to get back on the boat and leave. Um, and that, that, that green light seems to be the source of our... Our current troubles. Why would you ever want to leave? It's beautiful here and you have everything you could ever need. Just come and have dinner. Aye, but the clam, the clam. We must touch the clam if we are to stay. Wait, stay? I want to leave. Fate, standing as close as he is, is now like trying to inspect the like the pillar and the clam and see if he can figure out is there, is there any type of magical, like are there rooms? Is, is there any type of magic happening from this clam other than just this odd glowing light? Like what's going on? Why is our why is our Warforged boat suddenly so attracted to this thing? He's trying to find out what if he can see and sense any magic or any type of... Again, they are they're blocking you being able to get up and really do like a full-blown investigation on it, but you can do a perception. Blocking. Yeah, they're blocking us. Okay. Uh, never mind. I was about to say a dumb thing. Jamie, shoot it! Shoot the J. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> all right. It's an eight per- total perception. You perceive nothing. It it looks exactly like I've described it to look like. <laughs> yep. Yep. 
Yeah. D- does Moyle feel any effects from this gem? Like, no, it does not. Mm. Is the uh, is the clam clam jamming my shot with the ship? Clam jam. Oh, <laughs> you'd have to talk to the ship about that. Yeah, but isn't it pulling it with some sort of beam? It, yes, the ship seems to be trapped in some kind of loop around this uh, around this uh, grotto. Sh- shoot the J. Lagoon Nugal. Eldrin Eldrin is asking, uh, d- sh- should I shoot it? You absolutely should not. You're really not being cool. <laughs> We we may have to um we may have to take things down a notch from the cool at party atmosphere that we've been trying to promote. Yeah. If you guys keep this up, you're gonna get you're gonna get drinks and coconuts without umbrellas. <laughs> yeah, Bubba's just gonna try and push his. Are, are they seeming aggressive or like I know they've seemed like defensive, but they 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 sprinted to get in front of us. We're absolutely gonna have to fight these guys and just. <laughs> Your drinks and coconuts be redundant. Yeah, Baba's Bob, Baba's gonna try and push his way past them. If if they're getting that type of energy, then fate's backing up. Yeah, that's that tracks. They <laughs> should fireball the clam and everything around it once Todd backs up. I don't hate that idea. <laughs> are you guys gonna engage your your psychic link to have to like actually have this conversation, or are we just gonna keep doing this? Yeah. <laughs> Or am I just yelling it across? <laughs> no, no. I think we all understand. I think we all understand what's about to happen here. We've been in these situations enough time. No, no, fuck you. You either have the conversation on mic <laughs> or you engage the fucking psychic link. <laughs> I let a lot of metagaming go on, but I'll be goddamned if you're not going to pay the toll for it. But yeah, Baba's, pu- Baba's pushing past. No question. No turn on link. No nothing. He's pushing past and going toward. Uh-oh. Going towards the thing. All right. Eldrin is readying a bow. <laughs> so Baba goes to push past. Todd's right there. <laughs> like you're you're going to have to push one of them out of the way. Which one are you pushing out of the way? The man or the woman? The man. All right. So. Oh, no. You put it that way. Yeah, you can't just push the woman. See, he just. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to mush face the woman. <laughs> 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 Me. All right. Well, we're going with that then. God dang it. <laughs> go to, very specifically, uh, you go to Bush face the woman, and as you do that, her face just comes right off. Oh. And oh, no. uh, underneath it is this. Fate freaks out and says, not the face, not the face. It's one of those, it's one of those robots. They mission impossible to us. They mission impossible to us. No, it's not a fucking goddamn uh, a sex bot. What are those things from? <laughs> sex cauldron. <laughs> you you know you go you put the arm out, go for the spush face. Hand twists and slips as it. You realize that skin isn't really connected to muscle or flesh underneath, and hand slips and just the face tears off and then flaps to the ground, looking up to you. And this chitinous lobster esque. Uh, visage is revealed, and up from its neck flip out these uh, these twitching, segmented tentacles. <laughs> uh, and the, uh, let's roll initiative because this thing's fucking coming. Out here. <laughs> Did you think I wouldn't find a gross note to end it on? Face flap right there. Hey, it's time to thank our patrons and talk about what they get for supporting the show. So thank you to new-ish 
Todd patron Daniel. God, it's been a long time since I've had to think of one of these for Todd. Dan, when Todd decides to hang back to let one of the other party members take the brunt of the attack, he's going to be sure to hold his arm out to make sure you hang back there with him. He's still probably going to stand behind you, but he's going to make sure you're at least the fourth person to get hit. A roboticized private eye, Bryce, cast on 96 K1, P1 for 24 rounds, K for 28 rounds, K6, K2, TOG, continue descending until end, BO, now Eldrin has a knitting spell. And I believe it makes a jaunty hunting cap. Stocking cap, probably, to be honest with you. But I'm I'm calling a hunting cap because Eldrin. Cosmic Worm, Dido, Dean, Dreken, Eric, Korobay Nikki, Lurgnag, Lonely Sect Flamingo, Miles, if Moyle had a single person to pick as wingman to help him hook up with that boat, you all would be on the list of people that he would pick that single person from. I got there. It's okay. Gair the Sleepy Norwegian, Hannah, Yogan, Kalevi Helvetti, Kalevi Helvetti? You know, I, again, I want to respect the Eldrin tradition of coming up with names I just cannot fucking say. So, hey, hats off to you. The knitted cap from earlier. Look, it's a callback to our own thank yous. Loki, the Angry Dwarf. Rin B, the Badger 1230. Thomas, Eldrin's using his ridiculous climbing speed to climb up the mountain of your friendship and plant his flag. Sorry that ended up way more sexual than I thought it would. Andrew, Bill, Fate's dad jokes may cause him crippling transformations back into his weaker form, but at least he knows you probably appreciate him, right? Ben, Gibbons Camp, Matt Ross Jones, Professor Flattop, Saganadal, and of course, resident alpha patron Lee. Baba may have a stiff arm, but he's got a soft spot in his heart for all of you. And hey, thank you for the message. That really, really meant a lot. And it's it's been a rough couple of weeks for uh, for a couple of us. And um, really, the uh, the message you sent in Patreon um, just came at a really, really important time. And uh, I wanted to say uh, very specifically thank you for it. Um, it uh, it meant a lot. It was well heard, and um, we're gonna con- we're gonna keep on uh, uh, putting the message that we put out there um, because we do think it, you know it it does have the opportunity to make a difference. So thank you for uh, for acknowledging that and and recognizing that it um it it really meant a lot. So look, what do these people get for supporting the Pentagoons besides melting my cold, iron, crusty DM's heart? All kinds of bonus content. Do you know we've got 75 posts tagged with video content right now on the Patreon? A big chunk of those are recently uploaded streams from the past that you're not going to find anywhere else anymore. Uh, Yeah, we put all our collaborative content up on our YouTube channel. Who knew we had a YouTube channel? I don't know. You should do better at social media. Fuck you, guy. Um, sorry, out of this guy. But the solo creative Twitch streams, when they age out, they just live on the Patreon. And I finally got caught up with uploading those. So in addition to all that previously published content, that the only place that you're going to find the VODs for that are on our Patreon, you're going to get uh, bonus video content like the Tournament of Champions, Challenge of the Challenge Ratings, Tournament of Champions 2, which is taking a little bit longer because we had to maybe go back and re-adjudicate a few matches. Maybe because Baba pointed out how we fucked up a major rule. Not going to say which Baba, but he's as clever as a fox and he likes text-based adventures. Okay, it was Zark Fox. Thank you, Zark Fox. We really appreciate it. <laughs> but... 
Keep an eye out for more of those. Bonus podcasts like The Hunter's Party, which got a little bit delayed, ironically, because I was trying to do a editing service that would have helped us get ahead, but that just didn't work out. So episode 17 is in the tank. That'll be coming out this week. I'm then going to try and get uh, definitely at least another one out this month, hopefully another two out this month that'll get us a little bit more caught up. Um, we are working on some things to try and get those out even on a more frequent basis. Stay tuned for that. Probably in 2023. Additional lore posts, uh, like the lore AMA from July that's still open. If you guys have got questions or comments, throw them in there. Um, working on a uh, finishing up a homebrew priest subclass that'll be posting uh, as as the lore post for this month as it pertains to where the guys are headed as well as the oath of the coin paladin which i should hopefully get the finishing touches put on this week both of those will drop uh, as bonus lore posts this month um, they all have to do with the mercantile guild and the church of sozeb and what's going on there extra character creative content all, all kinds of stuff man so get over to patreon.com forward slash gmdl cast and uh, check out what the gang gets for Supporting the party of five. Hey, look, gang, I understand things are tough right now for a lot of people. And, you know, there are there are ways to support us besides pledging to the Patreon. Tell somebody about the show. Uh, I, I know that seems like it's not that much, but it makes a huge difference for a podcast, especially a growing podcast. You can have a direct impact on the growth of our show. And it's a great way to gauge what other people think about you. Because if you recommend something to them and they uh, they listen to it, that means they either respect you or find you attractive. And, um, you know, that's some self-worth validation. You don't even have to do a crazy podcast to, to make yourself feel better about yourself. You can just tell people about ours to, to do that. So, yeah, I, I mean, look, one in five people pick which podcast they're going to listen to next based off of the recommendation of a family member, friend, coworker, chatty barista. I actually met a guy in a half price books while I was picking up fourth edition. Yes, I fucking know fourth edition books for uh, the rules, cross-generational rules deep dive that I'm doing. Look, I said it was niche and struck up a conversation with that guy, a super nice guy in a half price books. I'm um, at the end of it. He was kind enough to go, hey, what's the name of your podcast? I don't know if he's listened to it yet. Maybe he's listening right now. In which case, hey, super tall, nice dude from Half Price Books. Check it out. You're getting a shout out on our podcast for being interested. So look, even I do it. Even I tell people about our podcast, which, you know, you would think would be standard. But then again, there's Harland, who won't even admit that D&D podcasts exist, let alone that he's on one. Anyway, look, one in five. It, you take that away, and that's like losing one of the party of five. Like chance. Oh, wait, we lost chance. Huh. I need to write these out beforehand. Cool. Anyway, tell somebody about the show. Help support and spread the word about our little corner of the actual play multiverse. And of course, thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening. And as always, we hope you enjoyed the show. <laughs> <laughs>